0: Hello and welcome to the City Grace podcast. We're so happy you've decided to join us today as we learn how amazing it is to follow Jesus. Enjoy the message. 1 Corinthians chapter 10:31 So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do do it all for the glory of the Lord. Look to your neighbor and say are you hungry? Are you hungry? Hey, man, I'm, I'm hungry. Anybody want to go to Chick-fil-A today? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I asked. A few weeks ago, I had a uh, unique experience. I um, stood at my pew at church and uh, watched as my oldest son, who has just turned 16, stood in the altar area during a worship time, a session, uh, experience, whatever the terminology is, today and uh, lifted his hands with tears running down his face and um, I thought I don't know what I did to deserve this. Nothing really but something came over me. I'm just so proud of him. Later on in the service uh, the sign team had come up and they were doing a signing of some kind to a song and uh, I looked over. My daughter is standing there just doing her little thing to the sign team. And again, I thought, wow, that's two out of three. Where's Hudson? <laughs> Later on in the service, actually uh, in the altar call area, we kind of all went to the front, and here he come. And now if you know Hudson, he's a Fortnite champion. And uh, we'll dance all during service to Fortnite, and not really a worship session. I guess it is, but... Um, he, he's doing his thing, but this day was different. He came up with his head down, arm around me, and just, pray for me, Dad. Now, I don't know about you. If you don't have kids, you'll never be able to experience this. Um, and I'm not very old. I'm like 27. <laughs> what? But I uh, sat there and wept, because those were my kids. Scripture says, I believe it's in Proverbs, that when we praise, it's for generations to come. I had great-grandparents. I had grandparents. I have had parents, thankfully, that put praises up. And tough times. Surely they had tough times. Great Depression. They live for the King. They worship the king, and somewhere down the line, they didn't even meet my kids, my great-grandparents. They don't know, but you know what? They put up praises that generations, I'm able to benefit and watch my kids. Amen? So if you're here today, don't ever think, well, I'm just praising God. I'm just going through the motions. You know what? You're putting something in the future. You don't know where your grandkids, where your great-grandkids, where your, you don't know where you're down the line. They're going to be up in an altar somewhere just praising God. Amen? And so I got to benefit that. And then, in the midst of tears and in the midst of the benefit, I begin to think, wow, we have to leave these four walls. On the outside of these four walls where it's such beauty and where, where it's just grace and there's love and there's hope just flowing. Outside of these four walls, my kids are going to go back into a high school. Go back into an elementary school. Get back and talk to friends. They're going to learn things that I don't want them to learn. Not from their teacher. Amen? Not from any adult, but just their peers. Just living life. They're going to learn more than I ever knew by the time I was 16. Amen? And it began to bother me, and I began to think of our our country I began to think of the city, began to think of what was going on. Unfortunately, all those good thoughts depressed me. I went went from a high of emotional high to just like, man, there's no hope. Where did all this come from? You know, the 1950s and 60s, some of you were born then, (laughs) alive then. The ideologies of that time that was birthed during that time are being manifest today. They, these ideologies in our government in our and put into position where there's decisions being made, these ideologies didn't just happen overnight. Amen? They were birthed many years ago and just now they're starting to manifest themselves with people who are put into power that can make decisions. It's kind of a scary thought. Where are, where is our country? Where is our city? Where is our government? Where is our family structure going to be 20, 30 years from now? When the ideologies of today, that are birthed today, the protests from today, will be in position to make Change. We'll be in a position to make decisions. Kind of scary, isn't it? I don't know how to combat it on this earth. I just don't know. I can't do it. I don't think any of us can do it just on our own. We can talk about it, how negative it is. We can put Facebook posts up, how negative the government is, how bad things are. But what we need to do as a church is just wake up. I know I, I talked a little before my wife saying about falling asleep. It was, it was to be funny. Falling asleep in church. But I wonder how many of us have fell asleep just being Christians. How many of us are just living, just going through the motions? Yeah, I come on Sunday, raise my hand when I'm supposed to. Clap my hands when I'm supposed to serve on Saturday. And that's awesome. That we do it. But you know what? I wonder if we're asleep. They were having church, scripture says, and a guy fell out. We laughed about people falling asleep in church. I'm sure it's happened literally. We get tired. But I wonder how many of us have fell asleep on our prayer life. Amen. We need a revival. We need a revival. And I'm not talking about a 10 week Seven days a week, coming to church, revival. I'm not talking about three nights in a row revival. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm not talking about going out and knocking on a door. That's evangelism. Revival is reliving. Taking something that was asleep or, or, or dead and coming back to life. Amen? It's the saints being renewed in the spirit. How many of us need a refilling of the Holy Spirit? Amen. I I need it on a daily basis. Amen. I'm guilty here. I'm not I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. Hey, I'm right here with you. There's been times I've dozed off. Thought, well, the government will take care of it, they'll make the right decision. Now we need to bombard heaven. The side effects of reliving or having a revival is this the prayer list start praying. Amen? And I'm not talking about just coming to the normal scheduled prayer meeting. Well, and those are good. We need to have those. We need to pray. But I'm talking about just saying, you know what? Yeah, I don't know when prayer meeting is around here, but I know you guys pray. I'm going to go this day I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray every day, just like it's Thursday night prayer meeting, whatever night it is. The prayerless will start praying when we start having a revival or reliving. The faithless will start having faith. Amen? Prayer is the foundation for everything. And I promise you, I promise myself, if I start praying, if you start praying and really seeking God, God, we need change. Work through me. I guarantee you we will all have faith. Amen? We will walk out of here and we can talk to people. We can tell them. We can witness to people. Amen? We can tell them, hey, look, I've went through this. I've done this. And you know what? We're going to be drawing people to us. There's going to be something different. Amen? Stir up the gift in us. we got to stir things up. Our passion has got to be greater than the enemy's passion. Satan has a great wrath, it says in Revelation. He doesn't want us to survive. He doesn't want our families to survive. And that's not just in the physical sense. That's spiritually. He will work overtime. He will work years to make sure that we don't make heaven. Amen? And he don't care that we're involved in ministry. He don't care that we're down at the church cleaning the church. He doesn't care that we're out on Saturdays. Hey, you know what? As long as your life isn't right, you're not going to make heaven. Amen? We need to grab a hold. We need to grab a hold of an intimate relationship with God. And that can only happen through revival. Are we living? Amen. At some point, we have got to want God. We have got to want to be hungry. Amen. And thirsty for the heartbeat of God. Amen. Amen. If we get hungry and thirsty John 37 says out of our hearts will flow living water. Living water. If we're praying and we have faith we're stirring things up in the spiritual sense we're we're doing what we're supposed to be doing we're getting hungry we're thirsty after God not just what does pastor have to say about it what does the minister have to say about it what what no, I want to get in and I want to be hungry. I want to be thirsty. What does scripture tell me? Hey Amen. There, there may be times pastor steps up here and it feels like he's coming straight at you. God's giving him a word for you. But I, I guarantee you a lot of times he's just pre- preaching the book. If it happens to hit you and happens to be where you live living, Awesome. But you know what? In your quiet time, when you're hungry and you're thirsting, God will speak to you on a daily basis. Amen? Hungry will flow living water. That means when you're at your job, it's going to be living water. It's not going to be, well, the president, this he's horrible. Well, our city government does it. I can't believe them people. I can't believe they're No, it's going to be living water. You know what? God does great things in my life. God's turned things around in my life. Let me share with you. That's living water. Amen? Aren't you thankful today that you serve a great God? Amen? Amen. And His promises are always faithful. Amen? Hallelujah. Uh, we have, in our, in our world that we live in, we have people that are always looking for a Savior. They may not realize that their need of a savior, God, they, they may not, but they're looking for something. There, there's a gap in each and every one of us that I believe that God has left open. And it's our job to find Christ. Amen. And so people search for it in all, all types of things. They search for it, and we've, you know, bottle, relationships, if they can get be happy in a relationship, well, I, I, you know, I found it. If they can be relationship in a needle, they found it. If they can be relationship in whatever aspect. But can I tell you today that Scripture says in John 14, 6, in the red stuff in your Bible, that means it's pretty important, right? The red stuff, those are the words of Jesus. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Now, there's a terminology out there and it bothers me because it seems like it just started happening. The told term, I feel. (laughs) I feel this is right. You know your feelings can deceive you? (laughs) Any married people in here? (laughs) I don't know if I should go any further. (laughs) Can your feelings deceive you? Yeah, (laughs) Your feelings can deceive you. No matter how much I agree, how I feel, I want it to be, the fact of the matter is, if I'm going to be a Christian or a believer, I've got to come through Jesus. There is no other way. There is no pill. There is no special treatment. There is no, i got to come to Jesus. If I'm going to be saved, I don't know your situation today. Amen? I don't know where you're at. I, I don't know if you're feeling your need for a Savior. I don't know if you're saved, you're unsaved. I don't know the status of everyone in here. Um, but if you're feeling your need or tug, you know, I like this place. I like that group of people. They're friendly to me. Your only way you're going to be saved is... Jesus amen and that feeling that you are feeling is hunger because you're wanting more you're want, one you, if you if you like a group of people I like them I'm coming to church because of them I'm in their small group guess what living water is flowing through them and that's a hunger for more of them or more of Jesus through them that's how it's supposed to work amen most of the people aren't going to just show up to our churches and be like, hey, I'm hungry. No, I don't go down to the buffet and just say, like, I'm hungry now, I'm here. No, I smell it, right? Maybe not the buffet, that's probably a bad one. <laughs> Red lobster, Chick-fil-A on Sunday. Anybody else like Chick-fil-A on Sunday? That's the only day I crave it. And i drown. Like, ah, them Christians. <laughs> it's the truth. Anyway, you are here today because you're hungry. It's not a coincidence. It's not just, well, I just happened to show up. Because to be honest with you, there's other things you could be doing. There's other things I'm sure that life is pretty busy, but there's something that drew you to this place today, and it's a hunger. We make things difficult, and and in this whole thing, how am I going to get to Christ? How am I going to get the simple thing? The simple fact is, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Very simple. We cloud things up in our brains. Well, what can I? If I if I become good, then I'll, then I'll go down and talk to Jesus, or if I if I do something good now, you know I'm I'm on the right track. You know what? I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Basic, simple. Jesus is your answer. Amen. Amen. Once you become a believer, once you say, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm all in, so to speak, there's going to be a hunger that you want to tell somebody else about it. Amen? That, that's part of it. Scripture tells us that we're to become disciples. That's a commandment. We, our job is to be disciples, to tell, be his hands, his feet. And so if we're hungry and we're going to become pray- prayerful and we're going to have, be faithful and we're going to stir things up and we're going to come to Jesus and give him our heart, the next thing is, our job is we're going to tell people. We're, there's going to be a hunger that I want somebody else to know about this. I want somebody else to know about this God that I serve, this experience that I've had. Amen? And so... In Matthew 28, 19, it says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. What's that name? Jesus. Come on, what's that name? Jesus. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I command you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Let's face it. We're all messy. I'm not talking about our eating habits. We live messy lives at times. There's some things that we get ourselves into, it's like, whoa, where'd that come from? There's sometimes things just happen to us that's just messy. In fact, is there anybody, okay, I won't tell myself. Is there anybody that ever feels like life is more messy than it is clean at times? (laughs) I do. It's like, man, God, how did I get my, I said I would never do that again. Here I am. Back to an altar of repentance. Life is just messy. And you know what? So many times we walk out of these four walls and we walk onto our workplace, we walk onto our campuses, we, wherever, wherever we're, we're led, whatever we do, wherever we live our lives, and we walk around and we don't really tell people what's really going on how God really has turned us around. We walk around like, yeah, we got it all together. My bills aren't paid. I might be going bankrupt, but it's cool. I'm going to have a fake smile on my face. That's human nature, right? I do it. I don't want people to know my junk. Amen? But we got to be real with people. They got to understand. They got to relate to us. Hey, you know what? You're messy too. You make a mess. You've messed up your life. You've done this. But you know what? I've had a God that has come and turned me around. He's cleaned my mess up more than once. He's put a new bib on me. I'm like, hey. Right? We don't don't look at a baby and go, ah, he's a mess. Poor kid is always a mess. Some people's kids. Not mine. Will they ever put shoes on that kid? We all live messy lives. We think because it's our mess, people are going to judge us differently. Oh, they, they don't even know about that. They don't. And I'm not saying go out and tell everybody your junk, everything in detail. But you know what? If you're, on, if you're working with somebody and they're going through marital problems and, man, you've done that, guess what? God has placed you in their path. That's not coincidence. You can say, hey, you know what? I had some stuff too, man. I had to go see like 10 counselors. Finally, the 11th one worked. <laughs> and relate to them and say, but you know what? I, I have a group of people down at Citigroup that are loving on me, seeing me through this. And you know what? Guess what? Before you know it, they'll be walking through these doors with their family. Amen? But it takes us being real with ourselves, being real with people saying, ah, I'm, not, I'm not perfect. Amen? I know it's hard because I like acting like I'm all clean and everything. It takes more than advertising our church Sunday school programs. And I'm all about advertising. It takes more than advertising a series. Amen? It takes us getting out there and saying, hey, you know what? I want to lead you to Jesus. Living water. Living water just flowing through us. Amen? Hunger is a foundation of our lives. Having the capability to sense hunger is a vital part of our development. Amen? When we're a baby, or when we we have a baby, I didn't do this, but when we have a baby, we endure the cries of hunger. They are the... That's the way they, they communicate. They don't come out of the womb going, Yo, pops. Give me some runny, them runny carrots. <laughs> right? Them peas are good. No, they cry. And I, as mature adults, sometimes, we put up with that cry. Whenever time they get hungry, they start crying, but here we come. Amen? We even buy fancy baby monitors. I don't know what my parents did before baby monitors. We have these fancy baby Every movement, oh, oh they're hungry. Go feed them. But that is, that's part of life. And as adults, we endure their cries of hunger. We call it dieting. Or if you're real spiritual, in January, we call it Daniel fast. Or a cleanse. New Year's resolution. But hunger. Hunger after things of God is a sign of health. Amen? Matthew 5 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. The reason for hunger is because God has something for us. Amen? Or He would not put hunger inside of us. To hunger is a sign of health. Amen? When we get sick, what's the first thing that goes? Our appetite. When you're dead. on a diet (laughs) you're not hungry when you're sick amen a healthy christian is going to be hungry after god a healthy christian is going to be one that's like give me more pastor give me some more literature to read give me another devotional to read man pastor I, i read the scriptures all the way through and backwards you're going to be hungry Hungry to work for the church. Hungry to know more of God. Amen? And if you've been living for God for a long time, you've done ministry for a long time, you've been involved in the kingdom, I commend you. I, I think that's great. I think that's awesome. But if you find yourself that you're just not hungry anymore, guess what? You might be sick. Amen? You might be sick. You might be sick. That's a symptom of spiritual sickness. Amen? Where you're just going through the motions. How many of you ever went to work sick? You're just there as a shell of yourself. Somebody comes in to talk to you, you're like, I, I don't know, my head hurts. I'm just not, I'm not eating. I'm not. Same, same thing with spiritual sickness. You may be a, a minister and you may be coming through down in the church and you're just a shell of yourself. People are asking you to minister and you're like, There's, I have nothing to give. That's hunger. Find yourself a place. Get to know God. Stay close to Him. Amen? Amen. Draw near to God. He will draw near to you. Have the attitude of, I know God. But I want to know Him more. Amen? Is there anybody in the house that wants to know Him more? Amen? I want to know Him more. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have Him. But we want more of Him. It's truth. He's everywhere. Amen. You can stand today. We have Him. He hasn't gone anywhere. The scripture says He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has not moved. He's the same God that saw you at the altar the first time. He's the same God that will meet you here today. He's the God that drew you to him the first time, he's still drawing today. None of us are exempt from his drawing. I wish I could tell you today that being saved was a one-stop shop. You got saved and all of a sudden, boom, there's your crown. No, it's just an act. We're always in the process of being saved. We, none of us have arrived to heaven yet. And so there's still that possibility that I could trip up. But I'm thankful today that God has instilled in me a hunger. That I, I, I want more of Him. Do I mess up? Yes. Is there messy times in life? Yes. Do I, do I sometimes fall asleep and oh, I'm tired? Yes. But you know what? At the end of the day, I come back there's a hunger. I really do want to do what's right. I really want a relationship with Him. I really do want to be involved in the kingdom. I really do want to go to heaven. That's all hunger. That's all hunger. Amen. I really do want to be living water to somebody's life. Lord, prepare me to help me to be that living water. For more information about City Grace, you can find us online at citygrace.church. We'll see you next week.